All right. So we got a lot of things to cover tonight. We're going to have some fun. You guys ready to have some fun? I hope so. I love having fun. Um, this is my first time here uh, since I got back from Pakistan. Me and, me and my team went to the Islamic Republic of Pakistan for the second time. And we did most of our ministry in Lahore, which is in the north. It's very conservative. Um, there was a lot of things going on. But our big meeting, our big uh, prayer festival, had 120,000 people there. Yeah. And 107,000 answered the altar call. That's what I'm talking about. I call that a good start. So we're going to go back in September, and um, they're, 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 they're wanting to get 300,000. I said, you can get the whole country. I don't care. Let's get them all. But ministry didn't just take place in the meetings. It took place in the hotel. Many of our wait staff got born again. Many of them got healed. We had strangers getting healed. I mean, we just went off everywhere. And uh, it, it, was, it was a very powerful, powerful trip. And, you know, tonight, I'm not only just going to, you guys, you guys who know me, you know how I roll. I'm not just going to talk about stuff. We're going to do some stuff. Does that sound good? So I want to talk to you tonight is how to flow in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Woohoo! Getting that river, getting that river. All right, I'm going to cover some scripture here. Hebrews 2, verse 3 through 4. This is the New King James Version. It says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. They're basically saying, how can we neglect so great a salvation? When we got born again, it wasn't just a ticket to heaven one day in the sweet by and by. Heaven came down to us. Mark 16 17 through 18. This is in the Passion Translation. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and they and heal them. So you notice that it's not, you know, I'm going to pray in Jesus. You and Jesus are partners. We're partners with the Holy One. The Scripture says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Is one with the Lord. He who is joined to the Lord is one with him. One spirit. That means there's not your spirit and Jesus' spirit. There's one. I know that's a lot for the gray matter to wrap around. <laughs> if, a, if a Christian life is not supernatural, it's superficial, according to the Scripture. If you were on trial in court for being a believer in Jesus Christ, would they have enough evidence to convict you? 
<laughs> Acts 6, 2 through 5. This is also in the Passion. The twelve apostles called a meeting of all the believers and told them, it is not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. They had a problem. We want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. Make sure they are honorable, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them the responsibility of, the, of this crucial ministry of serving. That will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and preaching the Word of God. Everyone in the church loved this idea, so they chose seven men. One of them was Stephen, who was known as a man full of faith and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. So in order to flow in the Holy Spirit, you do not have to be in a pulpit. You do not have to go and do crusades. You don't even have to preach. The Scripture says all you have to do is believe. Because here's Stephen who had a, a help job. He was in the helps ministry. He was just waiting tables. That's it. It's like a greeter at church or anything else. It doesn't matter your position. It matters who's in you. I, 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 just, I, just, I hope everybody gets that. Um, and we read on in Acts 6-8. Stephen, who was a man full... Uh, full of grace and supernatural power, performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. Hmm. What was he doing? He was giving glory to the Lord by manifesting his glory to people. Messages from the Word of God are confirmed by heaven. This book is intended to reveal the author. It's not just to get a good a bunch of principles to live by and things. Those are good too. There's a lot of principles in here you can live by. There's a lot of spiritual laws in here you can live by. But this book's number one mission is to get you to the author of it. A relationship with the author. Because you can know this book but not know the author. It's called religion. It's Pharisees. Remember them? They knew the scripture like none other. Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. The devil knows this book. It's about knowing the author. Having his nature permeate your life. And not, just, not living his, for him, living from him. There's a difference. You and God are one. You can't live for him. you got to live from him. Trust me, it's a better way to live. <laughs> Mark 16, 19 through 20. After saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of God. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. It was a divine partnership. You can't do anything without God, and he won't do anything without you. He made it that way. 
I hear people all the time, well, I just, God will send somebody. Yeah, but he sent you. Huh. It's a divine partnership. And the signs, the wonders, the miracles, the power of the Holy Spirit are validating the message, not the messenger. Hmm. I'm going to tell you this. There's, you, can see, you can see people who move in signs and wonders and stuff. That doesn't mean they're right with God. That doesn't even mean that they're even born again. Because the scripture says in that day, you'll say to me, did we not do this and do that and heal and all that? And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. And you being good and having great character and, and doing everything right and being nice and reaching out and doing all these things, that doesn't prove you're born again either. Because there's a lot of heathens who got great character. Matter of fact, I know some heathens, man, who put us, I mean, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> It's your heart connected to him. It's a relationship with him. It's knowing him intimately and him knowing you. Um, John 10, 37 through 38. If I'm not doing the beautiful works that my father sent me to do, then don't believe me. This is Jesus talking. The word of God himself is speaking the word of God. But if you see me doing the beautiful works of God upon the earth, then you should at least believe the evidence of the miracles. Even if you don't believe my words, then you would come to experience me and be convinced that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Hmm. Jesus and the Father are one. You and Jesus are one. Jesus wants people to experience him, not just hear about him. Okay? If I know somebody, the best way to introduce them is to bring them into their presence. Huh. Um, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you've got the Holy Spirit and you've got all the power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's in you. He wants you to let it out. He wants you to change atmospheres. You need to be present in an environment in order to change it. I love church. I live for church. It's my passion. It's my heart. But I don't just have church when I'm in here. I have church everywhere I go. Because I am the church. And so are you. We are the church. We take our envi- the environment of heaven and we invade territories and environments. I remember, I'll tell you this story. It was a long time ago, uh, one of our many missions trips to the Philippines. And we just got done with uh, 10 days of just straight up all kinds of Holy Ghost stuff jumping out. People getting healed and delivered and all that. And at the end of that stuff, I was like, Lord, how come, all, how come it seems like your powers manifest the most at the end of the trip? When we're all tired out. He said, that's exactly why. (laughs) Because there's less of you and more of me. (laughs) I was like, all right, gotcha. (laughs) So, you know, we were tired out. We got back to Manila. We've been eating fish heads and rice, you know, for 10 days. You're looking down at your food. Your food's looking up at you. (laughs) And we're like, I'm ready for some food, man. So we're in Manila. We're looking for a restaurant. We find a Chili's restaurant. We go into Chili's restaurant. And man, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. 
and I had an evangelist friend with me and another friend with me. And, uh, you know, we're in a bar, the bar section, and we're ordering, or we get these mango shakes, and I'm just focused on my stuff right now. I'm, I'm zoned, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm hangry, <laughs> as my wife says. And then somebody, tap, my buddy taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, look, there's a guy at the bar. He's from India, and he's sitting at the bar, you know, from appearance-wise, he's a businessman. He's got some young girl with him. And he's obviously three sheets to the wind. He's having a great old time over there. And he's got this thing on his leg. He's got this shoe with a sole. It's about that big. And he's got a brace coming up that you can see. And his leg is mangled. And he says, let's go give him a miracle. I said, you go give him a miracle. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, so we get our food. We start eating. And my buddy Larry, he says, hey, look, look, look over there. And Clint's got, his, got this guy's brace off, got his shoe off, got his socks off, got his bare foot in his hand, all mangled up. And the guy's up there, he's laughing. Chick's over there watching. And all of a sudden, whoop, that thing came straight out, straightened out like that. Instant sobriety. Instantaneous sobriety. That dude lost his buzz big time. But he got something a whole lot better. He gets up and he's just, he's tripping, right? So they bring him over to the table and sit him down in front of me. And uh, he, he looks at me and he says, I am Buddhist. And I was like, oh, man. And uh, I said, sir, I says, I says, the reason your leg is whole right now is because Jesus, the one who died for your sins, he healed your leg. He healed your leg because he's proven to you that he loves you. He gave his life for you, and if you will give your life to him, you will spend not only eternity with him, but you'll walk on this earth in fellowship with him. Do you want to do that? He's like, yes. And I led him to Jesus right there. Yeah. Now, what happened? We went into an environment. It was an environment. Right? Now, I could have went in there. We could have gave him Bible tracts. We could have said stuff to him. We could have done all that stuff. That's all good. That's valid. I'm not discounting any of that. But I'm a closer. I want to close the deal. So we go in there. We let, I can either tell them about Jesus or I can introduce them like only he can. We change the environment that we're in and we permeate it. But it's not always effective because there was a guy sitting at the bar, watched the whole thing. A Western guy pulled up and said, man, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm full now. Let's roll. <laughs> so I pulled up to the bar next to him. I said, hey, how you doing? I've come to find out he's from England and he works on the ships, the container ships and everything. And, and I just sat there and, and man, I was talking to this dude for almost an hour and he just wasn't having it, man. He saw that miracle happen. He felt the presence. I know everybody in that bar felt the presence of God. But he wasn't having none of it. Hmm. There's some stubborn people out there. So I'm saying this. Don't get discouraged. Okay? Jesus himself could not do anything in his own hometown and among his family. So let me give you a little little prelude to what's going to happen. When you try doing this stuff at home and in your family, don't expect too many results. All right? 
So here's some keys to flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are keys to flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Number one, eagerly desire them. You got to be like a dog on a bone after them. They have to be a consuming passion. First Corinthians 14.1 in the Passion Translation, it is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. There's, there's, some, there's some gifts that are called revelatory gifts. Prophecy is one of them. I'll get to, I'll get to that tonight. We're going we're gonna to focus on two. Um, you have to understand that the gifts of the Holy Spirit don't come and go. They're always flowing. 24-7. God's not, you, you, you can't wait for God to show up. He's already here. You can, he can manifest. That's a different story. God, I'm waiting on for you to move. He ain't, trust me, he's waiting on you to move. First <laughs> John 2.27, Amplified Bible, as for you, the anointing. The special gift, the preparation which you receive from him remains permanently in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. But just as his anointing teaches you, giving you insight through the presence of the Holy Spirit about all things. And is true and is not a lie. And just as his anointing has taught you, you must remain in him, being rooted in him and knit to him. Intimacy with the Father, being in Him, is the key to flowing in the power of the Holy Spirit. you got to be intimate with Him. And He gives you insight into all things. That, we're going to talk about the word of knowledge tonight. That is where you get supernatural knowledge that didn't come from any circumstance or understanding. It comes straight from the Holy Spirit and he tells you things that are hidden and he reveals them. It is a powerful tool for evangelism. I, I, lo I love healing, I love miracles, but I love the word of knowledge more than anything. Because people, they can, they, can, they, can, you know, they can say, oh, I don't know. You know. They can talk themselves out of it. Other people can talk them out of their healing. But I'm telling you what, when you stand there and tell somebody about their life and they know you don't know them, they can't deny that. They know they're not talking to you. They're talking to who's in you. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. The anointing is permanent. When you got born again, you got an anointing inside of you. You got filled with the Holy Spirit inside of you. You're wall to wall. You can't get any more Holy Spirit. You can't get any less. He's permanent and he's eternal as you are. But tonight you're going to have an opportunity to get baptized in the Holy Spirit where the anointing comes upon you. The anointing in you produces fruit of the Spirit. The anointing on you produces power of the Spirit. The fruit is for you. The anointing on the outside is for everybody else. Spiritual gifts, they ain't for you. They're meant to be given away. And I'm going to give away a lot of anointing tonight. If you want it. You have to always understand they're always flowing. Don't go by your feelings or any of that stuff. Go by what the Word says. 
The greater your intimacy, the greater the flow of power that you have access to. Because you got to listen to him and do what he says. And that's why people kind of back off and they get in their comfort zone because they don't like the things he calls them to do. Because they're trying to save themselves. They're trying to, well, what if they think I'm stupid? Who cares? Who cares what other people think? No, I'm not going to go there. Okay, okay. And the third point I want to give you, the divine flow is love. You must cultivate a love for people because he's already got a love for people. The more intimate you are with him, the more your heart will go out to people, especially hurting people. I'm in a grocery store or something. I see somebody in a cast or something. I can't help it. I got to go up to them. I got to find out what happened. I got to ask them questions and see if they'll let me pray for them and get them healed. You, you, I can't tell you how many people walked out of the store with their boot in hand. <laughs> First John 4, 8. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. Love is self-sacrificial. Love puts others first. Love puts themselves last. I'm telling you, the best way to prosper in the kingdom of God is put yourself last, put others first, and hang on for the ride of your life. Favor is the flavor, baby. I'm telling you. Mm. 1 Corinthians 2, 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. God is love, so a demonstration of the power of God is a demonstration of the love of God. I'm just showing them the love of God. I'm being nice to them. That's not showing them the love of God. The greatest sermon you can ever preach is Jesus loves you. People need to hear that today. There's so many people out there who have a void in their soul. They're void of love. There's so many rejected people. They need to know that somebody loves them. You tell somebody Jesus loves you, he's, he's got a plan for you, he died for you, you'll get their attention real quick. But I'd recommend doing it after you healed their body or just told them about their whole life. <laughs> a little more effective. <laughs> Simple, that's how I do. I, I put my hands on somebody, they get healed, I say, this, Jesus just revealed himself to you because he loves you and he, and, and he wants a relationship with you. Sit. Simple. I don't get, get, get quoting scripture. I definitely don't do King James. O thou the Lord lovest thee. 
I just tell them. God's revealing himself to you. Jesus is revealing himself to you because he loves you. He wants a relationship with you. Oh, and by the way, he'll not only heal that, but this is what's going on. And you start going, man. I'm telling you. Tears start coming. You've got your hands in theirs, and they're giving their hearts to Jesus Christ. I mean, me, my wife drives my wife nuts sometimes. If you're watching, honey, I'm telling the story again. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but she, she, she's introverted, you know, and I'm extroverted. And, you know, we'll go in somewhere, and I'll just start looking around. I call it scanning. And she'll go, are you going to? I said, I don't know. I'll be over here. <laughs> she don't want nothing to do with that. Me and my wife and my daughter were in Granville at the family fair, and this lady just came up. And she was crying, and she said, I, I, I don't know what it is, but something about you, there's a glow on you or something, and, and it drew me to you, and I, I, I got so much pain, and I just got to tell you all this stuff. And, 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 and she just started pouring her guts out. Laid my hands on her parade. She started going down right in aisle five. I had to get behind her and catch her. She went into the thing and everything. I was like, whoa, man, we don't woo." presence evangelism is the best type of evangelism because the presence of God is in you and on you. You just got to let him up. Got to let him do what he does best. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For now, in this time of imperfection, you see a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then, when the time of perfection comes... We will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. God wants us to know him like he knows us. We are fully known by God. He wants to be fully known. He doesn't want to be somebody that we talk about. He wants somebody that we have life and we demonstrate who he is. God has an incredible desire to reveal himself. But he won't do it without you. There's a lot of scriptures about, you know, God reveals himself in nature. I mean, there's no excuse for anybody not knowing there's a God. He reveals his glory everywhere, right? You know? But He wants us to not only hear about him, he wants us to experience him. Hmm. You know, some of the greatest memories you have are experiences you've had with other people, right? Hmm. Without revelation and experience, all we have left is religion. Oh, okay. I so bad want to go the religion route, but I'm not going to. John 1.14. And so the living, the living, I love the Passion Translation, the living expression became a man and lived among us. We gazed upon his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. Man, I could, I could hang out on that scripture for months, that living expression 
Jesus was the living expression of who the Father was, what his will was for humanity, and what the devil has coming to him in the end. The living expression. And Jesus said, I, you know, there's a lot of people on this earth, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to multiply myself. We are living expressions of the Father, his heart, his, his nature, and his will for people's lives. It's not just about having gifts so we can be cool. It's not just about gifts so we can get goosebumps. It drives me nuts when people are in a worship thing and they say, oh man, the presence of God is here so strong. Well, I don't see anything happening. When he shows up, stuff starts happening. Just because you got some goosebumps doesn't mean God showed up. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. But when the presence of God shows up, people end up usually going down. No flesh shall glory in my presence. He only reveals a little bit of his presence because if he revealed it all, we wouldn't be able to take it. We sing songs about glory. We say glory to the Lord. It's time for the people of God to start revealing his glory in the earth. Everywhere you go. Every environment you go, you go into that environment with an intent. I'm going to reveal his glory up in here. Yeah, amen. She, she knows what's up. She's like, da, 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 da. The body of Christ is intended to further reveal what Jesus started. He was revealing the Father. He wants us to do it to the humanity. That's, what we're, that's our job description. We're to reveal the Father to other people. Whew. Oh, man, it's going to be thick in here. 1 John four seventeen. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us, so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. All that Jesus is right now, so are we in this world. The Jesus who went to hell, conquered the devil, wounded him, made an open shoe of him, made a a spectacle out of that idiot, defeated death, defeated hell, raised and was ascended to the right hand of the Father, far above all power, principality, and every name that can be named in heaven and on earth and under the earth. That's how he is right now. So are we. The devil is not your biggest problem. You are your biggest problem. This, this is my biggest problem, this stuff. Flesh. (laughs) John 2.11 in the Passion Translation. This miracle in Canaan was the first of the, of the many extraordinary miracles Jesus performed in Galilee that revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. 
He revealed his glory. Basically, he's saying, I'm from, a, I'm from another realm, and the realm that's got this earth under control right now is a counterfeit realm, and I'm here to demonstrate what the real deal is about because I'm bringing the kingdom. Everywhere Jesus went, he preached the kingdom, he demonstrated the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Boom, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me show you. The disciples did the same thing. And believers are too. But we have something called a will. We have to want to do it. We have to be willing to do it. We have to be willing to step out and put ourselves on the line, our reputations on the line. You got to be willing to look silly. I've been turned down a ton of times. You know, I've had, I've had some not-so-nice encounters where people had rude expressions. They don't go too far because size does have some privilege to it. <laughs> they don't want me laying hands on them in a vigorous manner. <laughs> well, when I'm done, they might need some healing. <laughs> I've had some guys, you know, oh, dude, all right, it's all good, man. I'm just asking. You know, no sweat. I've had people in Costco just look at me and get out of there real quick. It's all good. Who cares? Here's the thing. When you're walking in the power of God, you're going to make mistakes. Why? Because you're human. You got God in you. He's always perfect on time and everything, but you're always learning. We're always growing from glory to glory, from faith to faith. You can't get comfortable in one zone because nothing lives in the comfort zone. Everything dies there. The stuff you did back in the day won't cut it for today. I get that. Oh, I remember back in back 40 years ago we did this and all. That's good. That's good that you remember that. What's going on right now? What are you doing right now? So you mean to tell me you experienced the power of God, you know his glory, his goodness, and it was great back then, but now you're not. Mm-hmm. It's like the guys who oh. <laughs> you know, you go to the high school reunion, talking about the glory days. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm, uh, that's not very nice what I was thinking about saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> God's glory equals demonstrations of his love and power. That's what his glory is. That's where he gets glory. Every time, every single time I have an encounter with someone, a power encounter, the first thing I do is thank him and thank him and thank him and thank him. Because I'm just as amazed as the other person is. It never gets old to me. I'm, I'm pray, I've prayed for thousands of people when I lay hands on somebody, they get healed, there's no pain. I'm saying, really? <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's gone. I'm just, oh, Lord, you're so good. This stuff never gets old. John 14, 12 through 14 in the Passion. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. What's the prerequisite? Hmm. Follow him. 
in faith and believe in him. That's all you got to do. Follow him and believe in him. There's nothing in there about fivefold ministry offices, being a pastor, teacher, preacher, whatever. Those are the requirements. That's what the scripture says. That's God himself saying that. You follow me and you believe in me, the same stuff I'm doing, you're going to do also. He who bridles his tongue. <laughs> um, even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring him glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. He's not talking about your wish list. Oh, we prayed and we got this beautiful car and all that. That's good. God will bless you with stuff like that. But in this context, he's not talking about that. I'm asking him to raise the dead. I've prayed for a lot of dead people. None of them have been raised up yet. Am I quitting? No. The Lord asked me one time, this is a few years ago, he says, if you preached and no one got saved, would you still preach? And at the time, I said, no. He said, good answer. You're being honest. That's what we got to change, son. He had to do a lot of work in my heart. Still does. I ain't arrived. Ain't no such thing as arriving. It doesn't matter how big your ministry is. That don't mean nothing. All this stuff is a moot point. It's all going to burn up. Your pedigree, it doesn't mean nothing. How passionately in love with him were you and how much did you reach out for his people? It's how much, how passionately in love with him were you and how much did you love his people? That matters. I don't care how good you are, what you do right and do wrong, don't do wrong, and that doesn't matter. It does. I'm not saying that, but, but in the real, in the eternal thing, all of it's going to be a moot point. The stuff that's eternal, that lasts forever, are relationships. People. People are eternal. Everybody's eternal. They're going to spend eternity in one place or the other. Hmm. Signs, wonders, deliverance, power, tongues, all that. It doesn't just authenticate the message. It is an expression of the message. I can preach a ten times better sermon through the gifts of the Spirit than I ever could from a pulpit. Okay? There's tons of people out there who are a lot better preachers than me. I want to perfect and get into things. I'm going all the way, all the way. I'm all in. I'm going all the way. I made a decision. I'm, I'm in, God, all day. I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back. I'm going forward with you. That's it. Some of you in here, your hearts have been stirred 
and stirring. But not just because you hear me speak right now, because God's been stirring your heart for quite a while. It's okay, he's stirring a lot of hearts right now. He's waking up his church. We've been sleeping for too long. Too long. We've been worried too much about how many people are sitting in our pews instead of how many people are not going to hell. This nation, if God were to come back right now and, 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 and show up to America and say, what's going on? He could care less about Washington, D.C. and what's going on because they don't have real authority and real power. The church does. We got the power. We have the authority. We do. We got connections, man. We're hooked up. Me and, you know, us and the big dog, we're down like four flat tires. <laughs> God would say to us, how come this nation is so messed up? I mean, what else you want me to do? I gave you my son. I gave you his blood. I gave you my spirit. I gave you my power. I gave you my name. I gave you everything. What have you done for me lately? I know this stuff is hardcore, it's penetrating, but it's good. It should. You need to be penetrated to your innermost being. You need to. It's time to wake up. It's time we get off our blessed assurance and start doing some stuff. Some God stuff. We start letting him do what only he can do through us. So, with all that said, Several times in the scripture, I don't have them with me. <clears throat> Jesus, when he appeared to his disciples, they were all in a room shut up. He appeared to them, and they were freaking out. Said, peace be still. I'd be freaking out if somebody walked through the wall too. <laughs> and he said, here, check my hands. A ghost doesn't have you know, flesh and blood and everything. And, and they were like, oh, it is Jesus. And he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Or receive the Holy Spirit. Those yees are still caught in there once in a while. So if Jesus breathes on you and says, receive the Holy Spirit, how many of you want to know you got the Holy Spirit? He's all in there, man. You got it. Then he spent 40 days and 40 nights telling speaking with them things pertaining to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. That's what he did. And it wasn't a Bible class or a Bible study because he says if so much knowledge was transferred that if there was enough books, all the books in the world couldn't contain it. It was a spiritual download because their spirits were had the capacity now to receive revelation from heaven. <laughs> oh, man. And he did that, and then he says, but wait, I'm about to bounce. Mike Benson version. I'm going back to my father. But don't you go anywhere and do nothing until you're clothed in power, until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you shall be witnesses to me. Witnesses, hey. Jesus is real. Oh, yeah, you think he's real? There's 
you want to debate? Yeah, you got pain in your body? I'll show you he's real. <laughs> Power, man. Put your money where your mouth is. Jesus, if he was from the United States, he'd be from Missouri. Show me state. He's not just talking. He's putting his, he's, he's showing, he's demonstrating. So they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So one of the signs of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. And I know that gets a whole lot of error and all kinds of stuff. And, and there's a lot of controversy because of all that gibberish. I'm like, look, it's a spiritual language. Okay. Um, there's a lot of languages, a hundred some languages in the earth. I don't know. I know but one and a smattering of another one. So any other language that I hear sounds like gibberish to me. So of course, but when you're praying in the Holy Spirit in tongues, it's your spirit praying directly to God and your understanding is unfruitful. That means you don't understand what's going on. Some of our biggest problem is, is right between our ears. Our own understanding, our own filters, our own religious pre preconceptions and notions about how God is and what he wants to do. And we like to stay with that because it's comfortable. And God wants to break that stuff. See, I do a new thing, says the Lord. Can you not perceive it? He didn't say nothing about understanding. Can you understand this? His ways are higher than our ways. Right? So he puts the Spirit of God on you. And that is called the anointing, and that is the power. And man, it's on like Donkey Kong then. Ain't no fun when a rabbit's got the gun. And that is available to every single believer. Everyone. So if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want to get baptized and get some power, come up here right now. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Receive the power of the anointing on your life. It's in you. You want it on you. This is where you get it right here. And for those of you who are wondering, do I have enough faith? Well, you're standing here. You put action to your faith by standing here. So, oh yeah, you got more than enough faith. If you stand up here, plenty of faith. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys... Huh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you guys... We're, we're, you're going to get the anointing, and then you have an opportunity to have my anointing. Okay? If you want it. Because the kingdom is not about what you have and what you keep. It's about everything you give away. The more you give away, the more he keeps pouring into you and flowing into you. I want everybody and their brother out there doing what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. Everybody. It's available to everyone. Okay? So, I, so I'm gonna, we're going to pray. We're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to come and lay my hands on you, 
and give you an impartation of the anointing that's on my life. All right? And all you have to do is use it. Use it. Listen to him. If you get an impression, if you get a feeling, anything, act on it. If you're wrong, if you're totally wrong and biff it, it's all good. Keep going. Develop it. Okay? Everybody understand? Because the Holy Spirit is about to wreck your life in a good way. He's about to wreck your life in a good way. Anybody out there who wants an impartation, you can come up too. God. receive something so you put your hands out however you want to if you want to raise them in the air if you want to do whatever and the spirit of God is going to come upon you a lot of people have different experiences some people feel warm all over other people feel electricity all these things they feel burning sensation in their belly whatever and I want you to start speaking but don't speak in English. Start moving your lips and you'll release it instantly. Instantly. You ready? Repeat this with me. Say, Father, thank you for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I receive it in Jesus' name right now. Go, Jesus, go. Flood them, Jesus. Flood them. Flood them. Flood them. Flood them. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Start speaking. Yeah. Don't be quiet about it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. More, Jesus, more. More. Flood them, flood them, flood them, flood them. Yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. That's right, that's right. Yeah. More, Jesus. More, Jesus. Just keep praying. I'm going to come by and lay hands on you really fast, okay? I don't have to say anything. I'm just going to impart the anointing on you. 
All right? So just keep in that position. Keep, if you, everybody got their prayer language, keep going. Keep praying in the Holy Spirit. Come on, keep going. Yeah, stir it up. Loose it, loose, loose the anointing. Loose it right now. Loose it, loose it, loose it in Jesus' name. Loose it, loose it, loose it. Loose it, oh yeah. Yeah. Loose it, loose it. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive, 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 receive it, receive, receive it. Ooh, yeah, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Yeah, 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 receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Fire, fire, more. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive, receive, receive it in fullness. Receive it, receive it, receive it. <laughs> receive it, brother. Receive it. Yeah. Yeah, take it all in, man. Take it all in. Receive it. Receive it. Yeah. Yeah. Receive it. Yeah. Double portion, Lord. Double portion. You've been marked by heaven. Heaven has marked you. The Lord says it's been too long you've been running. You have a mark on you from heaven. Hmm. He's got great things in store for you, brother. Great things. Oh, man. You made a good decision tonight. <sighs> receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. such a tender heart oh my gosh your heart oozes tenderness father is so happy with you and pleased with you even even though you're not pleased with yourself right now but you will be you will be you will be he loves you daughter oh he loves you so much what they say about you are lies it's not true nope not true. Not even true. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. More, Jesus. More. More. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Receive it. Power. 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 Oh, yeah. Receive it. Receive it. Power. 
power. Power. Power. Yeah. Just receive it. Loose it right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Yeah. 